Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's episode, Matt and Lori Crouch host actress Kathy Lee Gifford as she shares her personal testimony. Listen in as Kathy reveals the impact God's love can have in your life and be encouraged that no matter your level of worldly success, God's love is what matters most. You know what, I, um, I think we're gonna go straight to, to what it's all about, the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God in the world. Nothing was created without God, and everything was created with Him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm. That Word has a name, and it's Yeshua, mm. it's Jesus. And I wrote this book about a year, came out I think in March of last year, um, thinking that maybe 10 people would buy it. And mm. that's when my mother was alive and she'd buy all 10. <laughs> and, um, but can you believe what it's done? No, no. I wrote it with this amazing rabbi, a messianic rabbi named Ray. Yes. Uh, you had him on the show, yeah. Rabbi Jason Sobel. And, and his knowledge of the word. What I love about the rabbis is they take you 10 layers mm. deeper than anything you ever learned in Sunday school and then even church Where did today. your passion for the word come? When I met Jesus, I wanted to know him better. I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I went to a movie. The Lord knew I wanted to be an actress and a singer since the day I was born. Yeah. And how sweet of the Lord to meet me actually in a movie theater. It wasn't in a church. It wasn't in, um, wow. uh, by this, the, the, you know, a pamphlet. It wasn't, it was, I saw a movie called The Restless Ones that the Billy Graham organization had put out. Mm. First time that, that anyone had made a faith-based film, basically, wow. that wasn't The Robe or yeah. you know, Ten Commandments and that kind of stuff. But I mean, a faith-based organization made one for the purpose of evangelism. And, and Billy got a lot of flack for it at the time because you know there's so many so much bad teaching that you know that that God Jesus like the devil lives in a minor chord so yeah. so jazz is bad yeah. um, wine is is not fermented so drinking is bad uh, and and that you can, we can't go to movies because and and Billy was one of the first ones who realized wait a minute the airwaves are owned by God yeah. God owns everything that he's ever created. We gave it over to the enemy. Right. But, but no, I'm gonna, we're gonna take it back. And look at his crusades. My sister and his, my mother came to know the Lord through mm. his crusades on TV. I came to know him because he had the, he had the, the uh, vision and the courage to say, wait a minute, I'm gonna make a movie. I'm gonna That's bring awesome. people that won't go to church, right. won't turn on one of my crusades on TV. I'm gonna make a movie for, and he never would have known that a little 12-year-old girl on the cusp of womanhood would be sitting there in the dark watching this movie and making a decision that I, I don't want the world's way. Mm. I, I want God in my life. I want to partner with him. I felt the Lord speaking so clearly to my heart. And I didn't hear him audibly, but, in, but you do in yeah. your spirit. Yes. Mm. And he said, Kathy, I love you. And if you will trust me, I will make something beautiful out of your life. Beautiful. And okay. he did, he has. Yeah. So the fun part about today's broadcast is you're on Christian television. Yes. We love Jesus, whatever. and you can yeah. say whatever you want to. Okay? I, I, you that spent, didn't stop me at NBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, true. I was about to say you spent uh, decades uh, doing television. So when did you first, uh, what was your first TV gig? We know what your last one was. What was your first one? My first one was when I was quite young and I'd won a contest to who could raise the most money for muscular dystrophy. <laughs> and I won $58.52 by having a, a, um, a carnival in my backyard. Nice. And I went on with Willard Scott wow. on NBC's 
WTTV in Washington, D.C. And, and I don't, uh, I, I, it didn't change my life in any way, but I felt very comfortable. <laughs> and, and then my first big break was in 1977 on Name That Tune, okay. when I was the La La Girl on that show. When did you get into daytime television, a la Kathy Lee and and, and Well, Jason? when I started at, in 1982, I moved to New York for what I thought would be one year to do Good Morning America. Met Frank, met a really good football player, yeah, really good guy. I heard, yeah. Yeah, ended up being dear friends with him for four years and then marrying him uh, 29 years before he passed. And um, so, and then um, I was did a show, I left Good Morning America after three years to do a show that was just a local show in New York called The Morning Show with Regis. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I remember that I didn't want to do Good Morning America anymore because I was felt stifled. I mean, I was kicked out of the brownies when I was six years yes. or eight years old or whatever. I was kicked out of the America's Junior Miss What pageant. rules? Yeah. What rules? Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. I God's Ten Commandments, I, I will stick to those babies. They make sense. Man's rules are Pharisee and Sadducee stuff. I just said, who made up that rule? So I do tend to get kicked out of places. <laughs> Makes life interesting. But anyway, yeah, I, um, I, I. When did it go national? You were, in 1985. So you guys got syndicated. We were, we were three years as a local show. And, and all of a sudden, Disney took us, and then we changed the landscape of all the television. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you moved over to your latest yes in uh, 2008 so today's show you then how many years were you years there 11 years with 11 her. years to the day basically isn't it something great years i thought again i'd stay one year i always sign year to year yeah. to year because especially when your children are growing up yeah. i said i don't want to be committed to something that long term i see is hurting my family mm -hmm. people look at somebody like me and they think that it's always been about my career it's my career is the way i made my living right my home and my children and my husband was my life, yeah. you know. So yeah. let me tell you the visual I get sometimes when I think about you. Uh oh, it's, it's kind of like no, it's not that. It's more <laughs> like if you have a cage of doves and you let the pigeons loose, you know, and the doves go flying out. You you have some of the qualities of my mother, and that's a fantastic compliment. And I they're want gonna you to love that. I love that. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> That creative and breaking and an energy yeah. and a kookiness. Yeah. Yes. No rules. Half amazing, half crazy is kind of what I thought about my mother. Uh, so listen. My children would agree with you. Okay. Explain the rock. Okay. The rock Jesus. is. You want to start from the beginning? Uh, I don't care. The I mean, rock I, is Jesus. Okay. The road is the Holy Land. Okay. And the rabbi is the scriptures. Okay. And the way they're taught by the rabbis. Okay. In the original. Greek in the New Testament, original Hebrew in the Old Testament. So you have a passion to help us make sure we understand actual scripture's meaning. And that's, that's easy everything. to do when you have a rabbi friend. Well, it's easy to do in today's world. We can just Google what does that word in the, mean in the original Greek, in the original Hebrew. Okay. It will blow people's minds to discover how bad so many translations of the Bible are. Can I tell you when I heard the other day, and yeah. I, I hope it's accurate, you correct me right I here, will. right now, if, you, if, you, if I'm <laughs> no wrong. No worries. But I heard, and, and, and now I'm wondering if it was uh, where I heard it, but anyway, I heard it from somebody I thought was accurate, said that the commandment that says, don't take the name of the Lord in vain, mm -hmm. the word take is to carry with, not to 
you know, it's not an immediate thing, it's to carry with. So the connotation is, don't be a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Don't wear a collar and abuse children. See, that is taking the name of the Lord in vain. You are using religion to do something wrong. To profit from it. Okay, profit from it. Nobody got angrier at the religiosity of the culture more than Jesus did at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So what's your favorite stuff? Which one one pops to your head? Who's your favorite child? You can't even... I don't, I, my life scripture, I think, is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4, 13. But the truth is, somebody just said to me the other day, you know what the actual word in, uh, in Philippians for that is in the, in the Greek? And I said, it isn't things? He said, no, it's seasons. Oh, my goodness. Isn't I can that do awesome? all seasons of my life. Good, mm. bad. Through Christ, wow. whatever. Mm. Oh, through Christ that. who strengthens me. See, I thought, I don't know yeah. everything. That's the thrill of being a student of the word. Yeah. That's fantastic, Isn't by that the cool? way. Isn't that cool? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Boy, you can use that. That'll preach. Well. Yeah. That, I'm in a brand new yeah. season of my life yeah. now. This is a glorious and joyous Why one. do you say that? Uh, all all huh? kinds of reasons. Why? I have a new life here. I have a new uh, new community. A you new have, what all is new in your life, lots, Kathy Lee? And we'll get into it as we unpack <laughs> the scriptures. I am, I am just full of joy. You seem a little happier than normal today. Stop it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm dating somebody. <laughs> You sucker, you did I can't believe I'm you saying the word dating. I love well, it. Well, you're going to drive me crazy. I want to get back to the <laughs> oh, word. Well, let's okay. get back he, to no, the he's word. No, he's I, I haven't had a, a first date I'd had in 35 years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I married Frank in 1986. Never went on a date again. Well, I was no, married, I so it was just problematic. <laughs> Frank didn't we want understand me to. that. We don't have date night either. <laughs> Frank didn't want me to. He had a problem with that, so... And then it's been four years since the Lord took, uh, t- took Frank home. And I was grieving, you know, I, um, as you do. And I had, didn't meet anybody that I was interested in and, or attracted to or felt comfortable with. And, and all of a sudden I went to a, uh, hear a band play here in Nashville and a cute guy smiled at me and asked me to dance. And, Rest is, I'm, I'm hot all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, so You know what? He's, he's the, one of the godliest guys I've ever met. And really? I've never had that really in he's my life. very in protective. My, he's, uh, no, he loves, he loves Jesus. And he's introduced me to his church, which I've, I, I had, I've never found a church in America that I loved. Okay, we're in Nashville. <laughs> yes. If you just tuned in, this is Kathy Lee. You know her. We don't have to explain that to you. We're talking about this book, which is a kind of a phenomenon. Yeah. You know, you yes. were surprised Nobody by success. Nobody was more surprised than I was. Okay. Yes, it's, yeah. So we, w- when you break it down, what are you really saying in this? What, what's happening when I'm somebody that, gets it and mm-hmm. reads it? I, I'm saying that we've been doing religion, not relationship. Okay. Religion is not what God ever intended for right. us. What did he call Abraham? A friend of God. Mm. A friend of God. God wants us to know him intimately. Uh, he wants us to have relationship. When, when David threw the stone while the other, the Israelite army and King Saul were cowering in terror, why were they doing that? And why was little 12 or 13 year old David going down, getting his stone and ready to, I come before you, you know, with you who have defied the God of yeah. Israel. And what was the difference between this little kid and, and, and the ones 40 days and 40 nights cowering in front of the, the, the Goliath. They had religion. Yeah. They had, had relationship. Beautiful. Yeah. 
He knew God intimately all those years as a little shepherd boy. He'd killed lions and bears already. A, a Goliath was... Yeah. <laughs> and, and what we know from scriptures is, it was nothing. It was a day's work for little David. Yeah. David threw it knowing that he already stood in victory because he had already always stood in victory. He knew what his gifts were. He was, gonna, he was committed to using his gifts for God's glory. He was angry, righteously angered that, that somebody would defy the God of Israel. So when Goliath is hit by the stone, you know, physics tells you that you would fall backwards from that. Yeah. Some, that but he stumbled and what did he do? He fell forward. Wow. In ancient times, that means I bow to the greater God. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I love that story. Okay, so you have an amazing story about the rock and how it changed your your and Frank's kind of the whole... Yes, well, tell it that was, story. That, that story is what you're talking so about, beautiful. I think. Frank, who had grown up in the, um, in the Pentecostal church, Assemblies of God, yes. and, and gone, yeah. And uh, we know that from his parents, his mother's Bible, I have it. He lived 29 different places before he was even in high school because his father was an itinerant oil worker. And you just went during the depression, it was like mm -hmm. the grapes of wrath. You went where the, where the work was. Mm -hmm. And it would break your heart. She made notes in it and say, uh, arrived in Wink, Texas, dad can't find work, moving, going on to Oklahoma City tomorrow. I mean, just that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and Frank said, we didn't, I didn't know we were poor. He said one time, what, every town we went to for dad to find work, We'd get into school and we'd find an Assemblies of God church mm -hmm. and we would um, uh, just start, you know, that, that saved our life was, wow. that was Assemblies of God churches everywhere. But he said one day, they, everybody, they took up, a, they took up a, a, an offering for the poor people mm -hmm. so that they could have a basket, something on, on Thanksgiving or some, one of those holidays. And, and Frank said, I never thought we were poor until one morning, wherever we were living, there was the basket. He said, I found the nickel. I had a nickel and I put it in. And he said, I know it breaks my heart to think of it because people think of Frank as just this, the glory game, the, the glory guy from South, Southern California, sun kissed and, mm -hmm. you know, spoon fed. He's, Frank laughs. He goes, we didn't have spoons. Wow. They ate dog food and were, they was grateful for it many times. So, um, he said there was a basket and he said, that's when I knew we were poor. Mm. So, um, because his parents sacrificed everything for his, him and his sister and his brother. So Frank knew, knew hunger, Frank knew depression, Frank knew hardship, Frank knew hard work. He was the first gifter to ever graduate from high school, much less oh go goodness. to college. Because wow. real men don't play a sissy game mm. called oh football. Goodness. Real men go, go into the oil fields. Mm. Wow. Mm. And look how God used him, used him. Wow. But Frank thought he, because he'd grown up in the church, he knew the word. A lot of people out there right now think that because you've grown up in the church. You don't need to study the Bible. You know this Bible. You've been going to church services all your life. Let me tell you something. If you don't know the Greek, I don't mean you have to study it to know Greek. To, to No, just study what it says in the Greek. And you don't know the Hebrew, you do not know the Bible. Yeah. I didn't. And we went in 2012, and I've been studying it since I was a 12-year-old little girl. Been to Israel since I was 17, all the time going to Israel studying. I didn't know it until I started reading it in its original text. Wow. It is, Jesus was not a carpenter. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. The Bible in, in, uh, in the New Testament where it talks about what Joseph and Jesus did before Jesus became a rabbi, when he was 30, uh, said that, he, that everybody thinks he was a carpenter. 
Well, that's a bad translation in the King James Version of English guys who had never been to Israel, didn't know the history of Israel, and were trying to please a different king, a worldly king, King James, as opposed to our, the king, king of wow. kings. Yeah. And, and, and they said, oh, the word is tecton, T-E-K-T-O-N. Well, that's, we know, that means our, our architect slash builder. Okay, so, all right. He was a car- carpenter like, like us in, his, in, in, in England. Well, the trouble is, the trees that are big now were, were literally planted since Israel became a nation. Israel is a desert. Right. It's a desert. And there were no buildable trees in first century AD. We know that because scripture tells us that all of the timber for all of Herod's construction projects were taken from where? The cedars of, of, Lebanon. of Lebanon, cut down, brought into, uh, made into rafts, floated along the Via Maris, along the Mediterranean Sea, that beautiful coastline, taken down to Joppa, which is now modern day Tel Aviv, taken apart and then carried overland to Herod's various construction sites. So if Jesus was not a carpenter, I mean, he worked with, with balsam, he worked with sycamore, he probably worked with olive trees and making small things, but that's a craftsman more than a, mm-hmm. a you know. Um, it's a whittler. It's a whittler, <laughs> that's right. Jesus, and this rocked my boat, this changed my life, discovering that Jesus was a, a stone Great mason. Stone. Beautiful, yeah. wow. Upon this rock, yeah. I will build my church. Uh, the, 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 the rock that, the, that they, the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Yeah. He who was out, without sin cast the first stone. You'll never read the scriptures again, understanding that Jesus worked with stone. Worked wow. with stone, stony hearts he works with now. Mm all our stone hard hearts, Mm. you know? It's thrilling to find out what it really means. It set my heart ablaze again for for the scriptures. My my faith had become stale and lukewarm like it talks about. Wow. And it said it, I said, oh my gosh, all those things that bothered me about scripture, Mm -hmm. when I read them, I said, I don't believe that. Lord, help my unbelief. Guess what? I was right. right. It didn't say that. You know the story when Jesus curses the fig tree? Right. I never liked that story. I said, Jesus, you made the fig tree. Why are you cursing it? You can make it have fruit. Well, in ancient times, different, different plants represented different things. The olive tree, the olive tree represented Judah, the God's people. Guess what the fig tree represented? the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was cursing the religious people because they were not feeding the people the word of God. Isn't that fantastic? That's why he cursed it. Wow. So, I mean, this kind of stuff just affirms your faith. You know, I just see you just lighting a fire to to a light for the word of God, to love the word of God, and it's so powerful. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. Well, I've always loved the idea that something so little could be so powerful. And um, there is a a spot on the Mount of Olives which could only have been Jesus, the only place where these three things are visible from, from the Mount of Olives. Jesus was on the Mount of Olives, Scripture tells us when he talks about how if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, be gone into the sea. Well, first of all, we're there with Ray Vanderlaan, who writes these amazing books and, and videos called That the World May Know. And, and he, he made us sit in a, a very particular place, which was not like Ray. We usually take us to the top of a mountain, sit in on any rock. 
Um, and he never cared. But this particular day, he said, I want you all to sit right here, right here, because this is important. Takes out his, a card, a, a laminated card with this, with, he says, see that on there? See it? You can hardly, so small, you can hardly see it. It's smaller than a speck of pepper. Mm. He said, that is a mustard seed. Mm. And he said, it's the tiniest seed in all of botany. And then he goes, and it's the most feared plant in Israel. Why? Because once it actually takes root, nothing can stop it. <laughs> nothing can stop it. It grows. You can't kill it. You can't burn it. You can't anything. Those magnificent fields in Israel that are yellow ablaze in March, that's the mustard seed. Yeah alive with God's glory. And we should be alive with God's glory with that kind of faith. So he said, look behind you. And we all looked and, and there's, it was a wall and there's this plant growing on. He says, that's the mustard seed. Mm. He said, that's what it looks like when it's not in bloom. He said, now I want you all to look over there. And we looked to the right and there in the distance was Herodium, which is the, the pa Herod's palace in Bethlehem oh, where man. the wise men came. Mm -hmm looking for the new king of kings, right? And, um, and that was a symbol of, of his, his power. Herodium, when, when, when Herod went to build Herodium, uh, and this is, this is all in the book, but I just love all this stuff. There were two mountains he had to choose from. They were the same height. He said, well, I'm, I'm the king. I'm the king. If you go down the cistern in Herodium and you can see where they pushed earth, I don't know how many slaves died pushing mm. earth to make that mountain higher. Slightly higher. Wow. Slightly higher. So, because he knew he was, that was going to be his burials place. Mm -hmm. And they found that just recently. The so-called experts said, we've looked everywhere. Well, they found it and it's there. So anyway, we looked over and said, that mountain, it was Herod's man's way. What he was basically saying, if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, and it takes root in your heart and it grows in your spirit. You can say to any man-made obstacle, oh any man-made anything, the world, the world in, its, in its, all of its pomposity and, and, and falsehood, mm. be gone into the sea. And then we look to the left. There's the only place you can see the Dead Sea too. Oh my goodness. So Jesus was literally, had Powerful. to be standing right, right there. there because that's what the rabbis do. They, 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 the people who followed the rabbis were not the, fad, the, the Fadducees. <laughs> I guess some of them were kind of fad, but the Pharisees and the Sadducees. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got You're a bad. on YouTube now, by the way. <laughs> the Fadducees. <laughs> Kathy Lee's drunk again. <laughs> no, she's not. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. So, like on, on Pentecost Day, they all thought they were drunk too at nine right. o'clock in the morning, right? We were just excited about the Word of God. So, anyway, the, I, to think that, that, that Jesus was a rabbi, so he taught. Uh, appealing to our senses because that's what the common uneducated people could understand. Mm. Behold the lilies of the field. They neither toil or spin, but Solomon in all his glory was not as beautiful. Well, those are those huge red poppies we yeah, see in Israel. Beautiful. They're not lilies of the field the way we, you know, think of uh, them. Think yeah. of them. Yeah. That's the trouble that the Bible was written by Middle Easterners for Middle Easterners. And we have to know what, what culture was going on in the day, what was going on and what it actually meant at the time. You know what I love about what you said, and I get stuck kind of on the first thing you said, you said the mustard seed that's smaller than a speck of pepper is so powerful that once it takes hold, 
Remember how the scripture talks about the word of God, it, it, it falls yes, and, and sometimes it falls on hard, hard soil. Sometimes it, 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 it takes root, but it, it's not strong enough to withstand the, the storms. Mm. And, but the ones that do, do nothing can nothing stop Nothing can stop that. Nothing. I love, love that. that. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Bethlehem with Kathy Lee. Watch this. One of the most thrilling things about coming to Israel, the Holy Land, and studying in the rabbinical way is discovering just how wrong we've been in the past about how things actually were in the days of Jesus. Look around here. We are in shepherd's fields right here in Bethlehem. And what we used to think of as a stable where maybe Jesus was born was actually a cave, very much like this one, and perhaps even this one. This cave is still used today by shepherds here in Bethlehem. So imagine the scene of a young girl, still a virgin, yet ready to give birth, probably not more than 14 years old, with her soon-to-be husband, Joseph, standing by, giving birth in a place like this. Not a stable the way we know it in the West, but a cave, the birthing place of actual sheep right here in the Holy Land. And why were they born? Well, the good rabbi's gonna tell us in a little bit, but the secret is the Lamb of God that came to save the world is like the little lambs that were born here for the same purpose, to be sacrificed just a few miles away on the Temple Mount for the forgiveness of sin. And outside, already enemies. King Herod has heard about this child about to be born, and he's threatened. He's threatened that maybe a real king, because remember, he called himself the King of the Jews, but Herod wasn't even a Jew. He was an Edomite from down near the Dead Sea area. So he was very, very paranoid. So he asked his astrologers and everyone else, his so-called wise men, where is this child to be born? And they said, in the little village of Bethlehem, which probably only had about 100 people in residence at the time. So we have so many different ideas of what it was like, but this is actually what it was like. Isn't it so much more fun to realize that it was this? That's the thrill for me in studying in this way. Okay, so we are in Nashville. Kathy Lee, we're talking about the word, um, and you're in a good mood. So that's all, everything's <laughs> fine. So every, just an unusually good mood. That's what you said. So, okay, so you, look at that big old smile on I'm your face. I'm happy. Okay. You look great. You've moved you. I've here. Moved. Not permanently. I still have my home in Connecticut, my children's childhood home. They don't want to, they don't. Yeah. It's going to, hopefully my son and his beautiful fiance will be married there next summer. And I, I just, uh, I, but I, honestly, you guys, I'm in a new season of my life. Mm. I didn't know why I was moving to Nashville, but I knew I had to or I was going to die. Wow. I was literally going to die of loneliness in my beautiful home on the Long Island Sound wow. on, in Connecticut with the skyline of New York City, 23 miles away. The most magnificent place. Yeah. But but once my husband died, once my mother died, once my children moved away to California to, to follow their careers, I, I'm alone in that huge house with a million memories. And I, it's a line from a movie I just wrote, you know, with, from my friend Craig Ferguson. I said, I, I, I got to make new memories or the old ones are going to kill me. Mm. And I'm not ready to die. Not yet. Yeah. So the good news is you can do all seasons. I can do all seasons Christ, through Christ who strengthens you. That, doesn't that encourage you? Fantastic. 
I mean, that, and those seasons are going to mean things. Right. I'm going to I'm going to come up against different kinds of things during different kinds of seasons. That's fantastic. But um, I just love it. I love Nashville because people love God here. Yes. They're not ashamed of that. They love they love um, music. They love my wine. Yeah. They love. Um, <laughs> Good food. They no one's love. ever said that on the praise program before. My wine, yeah, but she makes. Wine, I have. So. I have a line of wine, and yeah. you know, wine. We've there's heard. a whole. There's a whole in my book. There's an entire chapter on the fact that wine is a huge ceremonial thing in in the Jewish culture, and in Europe, where I was born, it is. And we're we're the ones that are just you know don't understand that there's been culturally wine has been in every civilization since somebody learned learned how to ferment a grape right and um yeah. or since their grapes fermented well yeah and and and, and <laughs> deal with it you better deal with it because if you've ever been to Israel there's no refrigeration back back then and 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 the, the bible wouldn't be talking about do not be drunk with wine if it was not an alcoholic component to it. Mm -hmm. I know people don't like that because they weren't raised that way, but get over it because yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. And the truth is what sets us free. The and truth, not true. culture, not our right. traditions, right. not our, what we've been taught, right. not because the King James Version is the divine. No, right. no, it is not. I get more people angry at me and I don't care. It's she gets not. More like you think Jesus every said, second, doesn't she? No, no, I just figured something that's out. True. You're a blend between my mom and my dad. <laughs> that's that's what I just figured out. You don't believe in reincarnation, do you? No, but there's something going on here because you've turned in partly to my mom and dad. That's so. frightening. <laughs> God. It's he the did. best of both he worlds. I love not it. care what anyone thought about what he said. Hey, okay. If I had cared, I would have pieces. never lasted 55 That's years right. in this That's industry. True. I care right. what God said Absolutely. about me. Amen. That's awesome. And he said, you are my daughter. You yeah. are a daughter of Abraham. You are righteous. You are yes. wrapped in a robe of a garment of holiness. And I love you. And you're my child. Yeah. Let me tell you one other story yeah. real quick. Love and then we're going to go to Nazareth. Uh, I was in David's tomb with Samuel Smadja, Jewish believer, yes. Messianic believer. Sure. And he explained something to me because there was a curtain right. dividing. So the men's side, women's side, kind of like you see at the Wailing Wall. And he explained to me that the scripture that said women be silent in church mm -hmm. had nothing to do with whether they were on a platform or not on a platform. It was that in those days they were less educated. Right. And they would often ask their husbands through the curtain a question. Yes. So they weren't supposed to ask about the service during the service through the curtain, but later. Yes. So we Take took, it home, honey. Yeah, Take we, it home. We took that and turned it into a theology that women, women should not be, be pastors. That's one of the worst That's things. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Let me tell you another bad one. Okay. The one uh, in, is it Ephesians? I can't remember right now. I'm thinking where, where Paul says a women, um, you know, uh, well, first of all, the, what the men have to do, men, you know, love your wives the way God, Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. Mm -hmm. What woman would not be grateful for a man who loves her that way? Right. And then wives, you be submissive Goodness. to your husbands. Mm -hmm. The word is, is, is um, hip, hippotasso, H-I-P-P-O-T-A-S-S-O. It's the only place in all of uh, the Greek world, the Greek language where it's used this way. It's, it's the root word of it is the, is the um, sub submissive slavery, servitude kind of root. But the way it's used there is completely different. It means to lean down and lift up. 
That's what we're supposed to do for our husbands. Be supportive of. And, and loving support. Guess what? That's what we're also supposed to do yeah. for our neighbors. Yeah. Wow. We're, just, we're to serve and love yeah. one another. Now, now, how many marriages have been destroyed because you're supposed to submit to me? Right. No. Submit, woman. That's <laughs> yeah, that'll the, work yeah. with her. Yeah, that I works, do. yeah. <laughs> that always works. Just every time. Because I know the true meaning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lean down in loving support. I'm just, I'm tired of all of this being taken out of context. And now they don't and, wanna say it in their marriage vows because of what they've made Well then it. say, lean down in lean loving down support loving like support. the Bible says yeah. to do. Yeah. Why don't we just get to the root? Right? Jesus talks so much about roots and yeah. in the beginning and the creation, it's all we have to go back, you guys. We're lost. Yeah. We have lost our way and we have no power because we've lost our way. We are quoting scripture at something and it's not accurate. Right. So we don't have the power. The power is wow. in the word. And when you're quoting, be gone to that mountain and you're not saying it right, you, you don't know what it really means. What's that mountain on? ain't yeah. gonna yeah. move. Right. And wow. then we get discouraged. I mean, Satan is the father of lies. He doesn't want us to know the word of God. That's why Martin Luther had to do what he did because the Catholic church did not want people to know what the Bible actually said. Mm -hmm. And he suffered horrendously for his desire for people to be able to read the word. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and, and, and the battle goes on. I get all kinds of hate mail about this. Yeah. And you know, hate, I know where that's coming from. Right. Yeah. You can say anything you want, but if it's hateful, I know right where it came from. Right. Wow. I just pray for you and move on. Right. Wipe the dust off your feet. Well, study the way the rabbis do, which is in the ancient texts. Okay. You know, the, the, the two languages that God in his ultimate sovereignty and wisdom and just perfection chose to have his word written in are Hebrew and Greek. Of all the existing ancient languages today, the only two that have never changed through all of time Hebrew, and, Hebrew Greek. and Greek. Isn't that amazing? Hebrew and Greek. Of course, they change vernacularly, or, you know, colloquially. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't change. Look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. Isaiah, from the, the, that they found in the, in the Aseans that, that they'd written in the, in the Dead, Dead Sea area, the Dead Sea Scrolls, are, Isaiah has never changed. Not since, I think, was it 700 years before Jesus came, Isn't Isaiah? Amazing? I think that's right. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm... Um, I study, but I'm, I, I'm old and I forget things. <laughs> I love it. Okay, when we get to Israel, a lot of times, uh, well, most of the time you say shalom when you see somebody, right. when you leave. Shalom. Shalom. Mahalo, like yeah. in Hawaii. Right. Yeah. Uh, tell us what that means. Well, I understand from Ray Vanderland that, uh, that the Bible basically says, in the beginning, when, when uh, we've said the spirit of the Lord hovered over the abyss. Okay. And, and that's, a not, that's a good translation, but the actual real meaning in, in the Hebrew is the shalom of God hovered over the chaos. Oh my goodness. So shalom is not just peace. That's one quality of God's nature. But originally shalom was everything we attribute to God Almighty, Creator, Jehovah Elohim. It's His righteousness, His mm -hmm. peace, His joy, His forgiveness, His loving kindness, provision. His, His provision, His every great yes. attribute. There's so many names for God because He, he because He's everything. But what it all came about to be was shalom. And that's, that, that has been literally lukewarmed and diluted down through the centuries to mean, hey, yeah. have yeah. a nice weekend. Yeah. Shabbat shalom. Yeah. No, it's everything about God. 
I know. It's like, so doesn't it yeah. feed you taste and see that yeah. the well, Lord is good? So, yeah, totally. Sila. Uh, Sila. Sila, yeah. yeah, let right? it be. You, you don't hear shalom, though, being used in a curse, cursing way no. or anything like that. It's, it, but the impactful meaning of that word. You're saying so, the attributes of God all the be with you. God. The Everything essence makes of God be God. with you. Isn't that beautiful? And that's what... Yeah. That's covered what over covered the, the nothingness. Remember, the Proverbs yep. is nothingness. Nothing. It's not vanity, vanity. It's nothingness, the nothingness. Okay. Everything is nothing. You said a statement about Jesus mm -hmm. being what? The most radical feminist the world has ever known. Wow. Because he created us. He created male and female for his purposes. He loves us equally. For Jesus to call women daughters of Abraham, they would have, they would have put him up on a cross for that. Right. He gave them equal value. He gave them equal value, called them co-inheritors of his kingdom. Mm. What? A man could just go, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce mm. you. No rights, no, no, uh, no money, yeah. no what are you, alimony, none of that stuff. Just you're, you're done. The law said, you're done. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, mm. she's, she's a child of mine. She's equal, equal to you. Mm. Equal to you and you and you, Joey Buttafuoco. Yes, she is. <laughs> Don't oh, know where that came from. <laughs> what? There she goes. I was going to say. You did not just say. Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. You I can edit that. No, we won't leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it just represents a certain kind of man to me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.